Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be to do great work and thrive. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode. I cannot tell you, Monica, how excited I am to have you back on the podcast. One of my favorite people in the entire world, you guys, is here with me today. Monica Genta, welcome to the podcast again. So nice Thank to have you. you. I, yes. I, as always, am excited to be here, I think, especially on this topic as we head into back to school season. Like, I think teachers are going to be in for a treat on this episode. Yeah. And you know what, when Brooke and I, Brooke works for EB, she's on our EB team. We're thinking about, okay, what is something that teachers really have struggled with this past year? What's something that we can bring onto the podcast episode to talk about, to support them. And one of the biggest things that we heard from teachers, and I'm sure it was the same for you, was the struggle with student behavior and their social emotional um, states, you know, last year coming back from COVID and being in the classroom again for the first time and whatever, just all of the different things that impacted our students over the last two and a half years as a result of the pandemic. And when we talked about this part of students that really need to be nurtured and addressed in our classrooms, it was like, Monica, we've got to get her on the podcast to come talk about this with us. So let's get into things. Can you introduce us to our audience for people who aren't familiar with you? And if you're not familiar with Monica, she's going to become one of your favorite people real fast. So go ahead, Monica, I'll let you take it away. Well, thank you. That that's very kind. And I, I appreciate that. And my, my current role in education is I'm a fellow classroom teacher. And I know so many of your listeners are as well. And so this mindset of back to school time elicits a lot of different emotions because we've got teachers who are like, yes, back to school. I'm so excited. And that's awesome. And we love you for that. And there are teachers who are like, like, what the hell happened this summer? Where did summer go? Like that wasn't enough time to rest and rejuvenate. And then we've got teachers who are like, I don't even know I'm doing this anymore. I don't even know if I want to be a teacher anymore. This is crazy. Maybe I should quit. And I want, I want all of your listeners to know, like, I am feeling all of those things each and every day as well. And uh, so whatever your content area is, whatever your subject area it is, what's cool is it unites all of us. Mm -hmm. So my subject area as a classroom teacher, I'm beginning my 15th year this year is I am the social and emotional learning teacher. Now, when most people hear that, they think like, oh, you do a 10 minute morning meeting, Monica, or like, oh, you have like a 15 minute advisory, which is what most schools do or have. Um, my school district is really small, very rural. So they have actually hired me as the SEL teacher. So I teach sixth through 12th graders SEL as a class. Kids come to me for a dedicated 55 minute class period on a daily basis. So just like they would go to English class, they would go to math class, they would go to science class. They come to me 
on a daily basis to meet their social and emotional learning needs. And it's awesome. I absolutely love what I do. And I get to do that in the classroom as a teacher. But then the flip side of it is I also get to consult in schools, do professional development and help schools who are struggling with the fact that our kids are walking into our schools in a fractured way. Relationships Mm -hmm. have been fractured. The structure of life and family and stability and quite frankly, a society that we used to know that's all been fractured. So I work very closely with the school counselor. I work very closely with principals and deans and curriculum directors who are saying, what what does my school need to rebuild relationships to get kids in the mindset so they are ready to go feeling great and safe and trusted and loved all throughout the entire school day? Mm. I think that's so great that your school does that. You know, I just remember being in the classroom and having these needs from my students and not even really feeling well equipped to talk about that. You know, I did the best that I could, especially as an English teacher, so much um, interesting conversations, so many interesting conversations come up. And I think, you know, English specifically is such a great place to be able to support our students with their social emotional needs. Um, and I love that your school has a dedicated class every single day that students get to go to, because I mean, even myself as an adult from this past two and a half years, and just all of the the things that I've gone through emotionally, like that would benefit me even now being 36 years old. You know, I can't imagine what how beneficial how beneficial it is for students in the classroom who are younger who obviously have a much harder time processing some of these more challenging things that, that we're experiencing collectively right like as a whole of humanity mm-hmm. can you talk to us about you know what is the current pulse on SEL in schools you know just before we hopped on we were talking a little bit about the controversy surrounding that word that term um, talk to us about kind of what's going on in schools what you're noticing um, around this particular topic yeah well Kaylin, I think you bring up a really good point when you say like, even as an adult, like I need that extra support. And that's because the social and emotional development is a universal issue from ages zero to 100, like literally every single person on this planet needs the structure and support to be able to communicate, to collaborate, to have some compassion and to rebuild our classroom camaraderie, which changed drastically during COVID. The issue is the pulse surrounding this term SEL, social and emotional learning, is absolutely divisional right now. Mm. We have schools who are saying, let's do this. Let's invest time and energy and effort and money into creating the structure and the support for our school district. We've got other states who are creating legislation and bills and laws saying, don't you dare say that word in this state, in this school. We're sticking to math. We're sticking to English. We're sticking to social studies. We're sticking to these things. And it's created quite a bit of division in the world of education. And so I think the pulse on it is controversial. Mm -hmm. But I think the sentiment behind it is the same universally as well. Like you are not going to talk to one of the billion teachers in this country and interview them and say, Hey, do your kids need extra time to learn communication skills? 
every single teacher is gonna be like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> do, do you as a teacher think that your kids need to relearn norms of life or compassion or, you know, how to be an effective teammate or how to cope with their emotions? Every single teacher is going to say, hell yeah. But I think the hard part is, but when? Mm-hmm. When, when do we have time to do that? And I think that's the pivot point is when is a school district, when is your school, when is your state going to say, we have to prioritize this just like we have prioritized the arts and English and math and, so and athletics, athletics. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Do you remember when like 10 years ago they were thinking about getting rid of like math or not, excuse me, not math, dear Lord Jesus. No, never. Right. No music was, was getting cut and art was getting cut. And even in some places, athletics were getting cut and it took two or three years for schools to realize that was a horrible choice. Mm-hmm. Our kids need to be excellent, well-rounded individuals. I think we're in the exact same place right now. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. States are saying, nope, can't do this. School districts are saying, nope, ain't nobody got time for this. And if we cut it, I think in two to three years, we're going to say our kids literally can't function. And we're going to look back and say, oh, it's because we cut morning meeting. It's Mm -hmm. because we cut advisory. It's because we cut our homeroom. And so I think, and I hate to say this, but this is the reality. I think we just have to disguise it. Like SEL almost needs a rebranding because I think- there's this misconception of what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think health curriculum and SEL curriculum are not the same thing. Sure. Health, health curriculum is very, very different. And I know there's a lot of controversial laws going on about like what you should teach kids about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. That's not what SEL is. If I could, if I could rebrand social and emotional learning, I would say this. It is equipping our kids to be successful in life, college, and career. Mm. That's what it is. And so that's, that's the pivot point that we're at, but it's also this really cool opportunity for us as teachers to say, how can I equip my kids so they are well-rounded in life, college, and career? I love that so much. And if you think about it too, like in terms of, I've been thinking about our teachers, right? This past year, so many of your, our teachers that we've talked to have just really been surviving. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't even have time to think about thriving as a teacher and it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. And so if these needs at the bottom of the pyramid are not met in our classrooms or in our relationships with people that we surround ourselves with every single day at school, how do we ever expect to, I, you know, to be able to talk about math when we are dealing with all kinds of other issues underneath that. Um, and so like, I agree with you, if it does need a rebranding or whatever it is, it's exactly about that whole person. You know, it's even something we do with our EB team. I talk about excellence and all that we do and we have our core values and we also get to take care of who we are as humans, our emotional needs, right? Our social needs, our needs with our family and with each other. And I just think that it's important and relevant in the workplace that I'm noticing with my team at EB 
And like, how important is that skill to be taught in schools for our students? Exactly like what you're saying to be able to excel in these other areas of life that, you know, for me, I feel like I learned a lot of that in sports. You know, I was on sports teams and I had a great role model in my dad. And I learned a lot about that stuff in sports. I don't really remember getting that when I was in the classroom, when I was in school, you know? Mm -hmm. So what can teachers do to support students on an SEL level or whatever, you know, rebrand we want to decide so that we, we can steer clear of the controversy and get to the heart of what it actually is that we're doing to help students with their social and emotional needs. What can I, as a, a middle school English language arts teacher listening to this podcast episode, help my students do this upcoming school year so that I can meet the needs of my whole student? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent question. Well, I think at the end of the day, we have to remember that if we want our kids to learn English, if we want our kids to learn math or science or whatever our subject area is, we have to have deeply rooted relationships with kids. And what naturally unfolds when we are creating a safe space in our classroom is the kids develop relationships with us as teachers because they feel love, because they feel trusted, because they feel heard, because they feel seen. And so at the end of the day, we are giving kids our hottest commodity that we have as teachers. And the hottest commodity isn't a curriculum. It's not a worksheet. It's not any of those things. The hottest commodity that we have as teachers is time. Mm -hmm. And the question is, can we dedicate some time and attention to build relationships with our students on a daily and or maybe weekly, monthly basis? And I think the answer is yes, because you know what also ends up happening when we have great SEL support is our classroom management like issues decrease, which saves us time. Our student engagement when we have great relationships increases. And you know what that does? It saves us time. So we're literally trading time for time. And I don't know about you, but Caitlin, but I would much rather invest time and be proactive about the relationships that I've built with kids, then be reactive and stressed and struggling and have fear and frustration because my kids aren't listening. They're a hot mess. They're cussing me out. They don't even care about my class. All of those things literally dissipate when we as teachers make the decision to say, you know what? I'm going to build, I'm going to build some relationships with kids. I'm going to dedicate five minutes at the start of my 50 minute ELA block. And I'm going to have a freaking awesome conversation with Mm -hmm. kids. I am going to drop this like crazy. Would you rather question on them and create some controversy in the classroom on purpose to get kids communicating? I am going to make a deal. Like I'm going to make a bet with my students that say, if we can crush the curriculum all week this week, then on Friday, I'm going to block the last 15 minutes of the ELA block. And we're going to have Friday fun times for families who've earned it. And what Friday fun times for families who've earned it is, is if we can get through everything that I need to do as your math teacher, as your art teacher, then I'm going to save a whole lot of time this week, putting out fires, like redirecting you. And we're going to have a freaking awesome time on Friday because you've done exactly what you needed to do as a student. Mm-hmm. And I think that structure is so easy to achieve if one, we have the right mindset and we mm-hmm. make the decision to act actively dedicate some time to it. 
but also if we have the right resources, like what are we using? Because there's a lot of SEL resources out there. I don't know if I can say shit on your podcast. But well, I guess you can. <laughs> okay. Okay. Burr, burr, well, you said hell at the beginning. So I figured we're going okay. down that path. I just okay. expected it. <laughs> well, I get fired up. I know you do. I like God, it. I love it. God love these teachers who are making recommendations for curriculum to their principals, or they're even paying out of their own pocket for some like shitty resource. And then their students start doing it and they're like, oh my God, this is so boring. Or like, oh my God, this video is not even realistic or this is really cheesy. And so I feel bad oftentimes for school districts who are like, hey, we got you this. And I don't, I'm not going to name any names like on, <laughs> on terrible curriculum out yeah, there, but <laughs> like everybody, it's not, it's not anything from EB academics. Okay. I promise. <laughs> but, but teachers know because my school districts in the past subscribed to some stuff. And I would say like, oh, hey, we got to do like this curriculum today. And the kids are like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I know, I feel you. So when I got hired to teach SEL and my, my superintendent came to me and said, Monica, what, what do you want us to buy for you? Like, what do you want your curriculum to be? I said, can you take whatever you are going to pay for a curriculum series and not pay for that. Save that money for the school. If you want to pay me some plan time, that's fine. Like you can pay me some plan time. Like give me 10 hours worth of like my professional right to plan for things. That'd be awesome. And he's like, I can't do that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> thought I'd throw it out there. But I was like, I, I want to create something that I know is going to be meaningful for kids. I want to plan based off of things that I've heard and seen from kids and how they respond. And so that's what I ended up creating in my classroom is a 180 lessons that kids respond to kids participate mm -hmm. in it. Kids laugh. They learn, they, they compete with each other. They communicate with each other and it's all in a respectful, meaningful way. And if I can do it in my classroom, I'm just a hundred percent confident that, that your listeners can do it as well, but it comes with the mindset. And it also comes with the, the time of I'm going to dedicate five minutes on a Monday, 15 minutes on a Friday, and maybe 10 minutes on a Wednesday. And I'm going to leverage that time for learning. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get it back in dividends. And that's the thing. I mean, no doubt. it's not the same, but like, that's what we teach our teachers with batch planning, right? It's like you dedicate all this time up front and yeah, it's a lot of work. And yeah, it takes away from whatever part of your summer or part of your vacation, but it pays back like tenfold, a hundredfold down the line. And it's so worth it. And this is absolutely one of those things. And Monica, I kind of want to relate this to what we do internally at EB2 yeah. um, is we have a, a Monday mindset that we talk about and all bring up something with, to talk about with our team. And this past one was talking about, you know, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. So talking about like, how are you showing up in life? Another one that we've talked about together as a team is what kind of person are you or are you an energy taker or are you an energy giver? How are you showing up in life in that way? Or what does it mean to be committed? And so we're having these conversations as a team at EB on a, on a weekly basis together. And it's building relationships. It's building connection. It's building a place and a work environment where our team feels supported. They feel cared about as a whole person. And to be able to do that same exact thing in schools with our students 
And to be that leader for our students that this is something that matters to me and this is something that's important to me, I think is just like, you can't put, you, you, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing better than that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so totally I want to give agree. you an opportunity to share a little bit more about your program or you're doing, you've got some things going on right now when we're airing this episode. Can you talk to our teachers a little bit about that? Who might want to learn more from you around, you know, the program that you've developed and used in your own classroom? Yeah, for sure. So the, you mentioned, you know, that you do this with your team about like a Monday, like a motivation Monday. Well, it's cool because uh, that's what I actually call my Mondays in my curriculum that I do with my students is motivation Monday. I and love it. it. Every single Monday, my students know that they're walking in and I've got some super cool, engaging YouTube video that is going to get conversations started. It's something to like hit the, hit the ground running. So we are being proactive about having a great week. TGIM, you know, like, no, no, teachers don't say that. Kids don't say that either. We see it. We oh say, we say TGIF and everybody knows what we talk about. But if we say to kids TGIM or to staff TGIM, they're like, are you freaking serious? No, that's not a thing. Why not? Why, why can't that be a thing? Um, so what I did was I ended up taking the 180 day curriculum that I created for my students and saying, man, if this could, if this could support other teachers, like if other schools and students could get the joy and the structure that they need at like a reasonable price point for them or for their schools, then I got to release this. So I ended up taking what I did and making it look better. And like, cause I'm a, I'm a word document times new Roman kind of gal. That's how I do. You just made our designer die a little bit. (laughs) I know I make people die with that, but like, I am not one of those teachers who's like finding the perfect font. I'm like, you know what times new Roman will do. But but because of that, I I was like, okay, I'm going to spend some time making this look good, feel good, and also help teachers with the organizational process that also saves us time. And I've got this 180 day document that I ended up calling 180 days of awesome SEL. And so it's done for you. It's, it's organized. It's got the links embedded. It's got the conversation starters. It's got the reflective questions for kids. And so many schools across the country are finding success with it. Individual teachers are finding success with it. And they're like, girl, where has this been? This would have saved my school district so much money if we would have found it sooner. And I'm like, okay, well, I got your back now. So <laughs> that's, um, that is one of those things where it's, it's not a curriculum. And I often say like, like our kids don't need worksheets. They need time to work shit out in their life. Mm. I don't say that to students obviously, but I feel like that needs to go on a coffee mug. Like our students don't need more worksheets. They need time to work shit out. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think there's a big difference between those two things. And that's, that's what I think you're getting with 180 days of awesome SEO. I love it. Where can we check out more information? Do you have a website link that we can go to? Yep. So you can go to Monica Genta, G E N T A.com forward slash one eight zero S E L. I love it. Can I throw something out there that I haven't talked to anybody about on the team yet? And I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. This that we're going to air this. Fun. Yes, go say? for it. I would love to gift the curriculum to one of our teachers cool. in our EB teachers club. Can we do that yes. together? 
hell yeah, we can do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Okay. So you if let you're me EV- know how you want to set okay. that up and we'll make it happen. Awesome. I love it. So if you're an EV teachers club member, just be on the lookout for more information. We're going to make that happen for one of you. Um, yeah. and I'm going to contact Will's future school and share this information with them. Like yes. if there's anything that we can do to support you and your mission, like, I just think that this is so important, um, for students and it's not something I think that is, um, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like structured enough or like organized enough or like put into practice in a practical way enough. It's very much like a, Oh, I know I need this, but I don't know what to do type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have something that is super supportive every single day that you can come to. I mean, shoot, I might even buy it for myself and use your motivation Mondays for my team. There you go. There <laughs> you go. It. I love that. Yeah. And I, and I, I love to work with schools on doing like um, like a bulk school license or something like that. So if you're like, oh, we got 40 teachers who want to do that, like you guys reach out to me individually. I can get you bulk pricing on that and would love to support not just you as an individual teacher, but to get everybody on the same page. Like mm-hmm. let's get like your sixth, seventh and eighth grade wings using this together. And like, let's unify our schools on this. Yeah. Um, there used to be the belief that you can't get a hundred percent of people on board. And I agree with that, but can you imagine if you can get 80% of your teachers Mm -hmm. on board, like universally using the same language and having the same mindset and having the same energy, that's a game changer for a school. And if I had to bet currently in schools, I think 20 to 30 teachers are on the same page about SEL and the life college and career readiness for their kids, 20 Mm -hmm. to 30%. And I think the reason why we're not at 80% is because the other 50 are saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to use. I don't even know how I would begin to do this. And then that's where something like this can bring you guys to the next level for sure. Yeah. I love that so much, Monica. Monica, as we wrap things up, where can we hang out with you outside of the podcast? Where are you? I'm hanging out on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, the Twitter on my website. Um, I'm hanging out with teachers all school year long as well. Like this, I love this kind of setting where like, we're hanging out, we're asking each other questions. We're supporting each other. Um, and so I'm doing this all year long with a small group of teachers, um, in the awesome Academy. So if you want consistent ideas and uplifting motivation and ideas to kind of structure you all year long. Not, it's not specific to English or math or anything like that. It's K-12 student motivation, student engagement, relationship building ideas. Um, I would love for you guys to consider the awesome Academy. And I think you've got links for all that Mm -hmm. stuff, Caitlin in the, in the show notes and that kind of thing. But the awesome Academy starts on September 1st. So it's a perfect timing for this episode. Um, but would love to connect with you guys as listeners there as well. I love it. Monica, you also have a podcast and you should just give yourself a quick little plug. Yeah. If you're, if you're already listening to a podcast, then you're a podcast listener. So, (laughs) um, consider checking out this teacher life. It is, it, you just never know what's happening on this. You never know. You never know. (laughs) That's what makes it fun. Um, because it's super real and it's super raw and kind of unscripted and unedited. And I think when teachers listen to it, they're like, oh my God, I totally have had that moment. Um, Both in a heartfelt way, you'll laugh. And then oftentimes you'll be listening to it on your commute and tears will start rolling down your cheek. And you're like, I'm not alone. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. 
I know a girl that happened to me too. So uh, yeah, check it out. It's called This Teacher Life. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Monica, for joining us on the podcast, sharing your expertise around SEL. And I'm really interested to see, you know, the next couple of years, um, what does happen? You know, where does this go and what, how does this impact education and our students as a whole? So thank you again. And um, we'll have you back on the podcast some other time soon. Sounds great. Thank you, Caitlin. Bye everybody.